So first of all, thank you guys both for joining me. I know this is a little bit late notice, but thank you for taking an hour of your time here with me today to talk about practice growth and efficiency, um, spending some time with me today. So I, I really, really respect and admire both of you. You both use Ortho2 products, and this isn't supposed to be an Ortho2 commercial at all. We just want to talk about some general topics. Um, and the first thing I guess I would do is introduce both of you. Um, Jeff, maybe you start and introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Jeff Blasius. I am uh, practicing in Vermont. We have a three orthodontist, four location practice. Uh, we have been around since 1964. So Johnny might beat us a little bit on that one, but we've been around for a long time. I joined in 2001. Um, and in 2001, we had the same, we actually had one more office at that point. Um, and we actually, in 2001, were already using Ortho2. Um, I think it was one touch at that point. I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, I've been practicing for, for almost 20 years and still trying to get it right. Yeah. I'm Johnny Feldman. Uh, we, we practice here in, in Connecticut. Uh, we have a four-doctor, three-office practice. Um, uh, started in 1971 uh, by my father. Uh, I joined the practice in 1997 um, in Cheshire, Connecticut. And then my brother joined us in 1998 uh, in Cheshire. And then we had three doctors for one office. And when we realized that my brother and I were not going to kill each other and, and, and our wives were willing to live in, in Connecticut and Cheshire, we opened up our, our second office um, in Wallingford, Connecticut uh, in 2000. And we've, we just purchased our third one in 2017. Um, and that, that brought us to, to the three, the three doctors. We've been, uh, we've been also one touch originally. I think we started in, I think my dad started in 1989 or 1990 with one touch um, and uh, have, have grown from that to um, the cloud, the edge. Um, so we, we, interesting, we started out the two offices, totally separate databases, not linked um, on servers. Uh, so that was a little cumbersome. You could not, at that point, way back in 2000, it wasn't cost effective to have a T1 line. Um, so there was really no way to schedule patients in, in either office. Um, so that was, that was quite, a, quite a challenge, a little bit different now with Edge. But I, I think we'll talk about that in the, in, the, in the coming minutes. Yeah, we were the same way, Johnny. We actually did have a T1 line for a little bit, but we, we, had, we had a... We had a regular server and then we had our term server um, and then the terminal server would go to each of the other offices. And so the other office would, you know, sign into that main server to the term server, which would then talk to the main server, you know, uh, backups all the time, yeah. which we never know yeah. which actually worked. <laughs> right. right. And then you had the cost of the servers, which was not, which was not inexpensive by, by any stretch uh, of the, you know, and that's actually what forced us to not forced us. That made us really look to go to the cloud. I want to say we did it 2010, but when did, when did Edge first come out? I think Johnny went right before us. Right, right yeah. around in 2010. I, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. 
but we had to replace our server and term server because they were at the their end of year or end of life, you know, eight, nine years. We'd kind of already pushed it. Um, and then Johnny was actually beta testing Edge at that point, um, which really, you know, he was one of the our inspirations to say, okay, it's working in his office. Let's probably work in ours as well. Yep. And it was, I imagine it was a little bit hard to take that leap in 2010 when nobody had really heard of the cloud before. It was pretty early on for cloud services to begin with. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it, it was actually much smoother than I, than, than we, we thought it was going to be our, our server saying we had a server in either office running two separate databases and they were coming to their life's end. Um, and, uh, so we did, we did make the jump and it, it's been, it's been great ever, ever since, uh, I can't see ever going, I mean, I can't see how we did it previously before 2010 or whenever we, whenever we did in late 2009. Um, it's been, and, and actually during COVID during the nine weeks that we were shut down, we actually went a step further, Jeff, you've already probably, but we actually merged the databases. Um, and, and that's been, uh, that was a little cumbersome to begin with, but, but very doable. And that's been a real nice, a nice thing. Now we have one database. We don't have to have separate clients opened up in, in, on each computer. If I was in the Cheshire office, I'd have to open up the database in, in, uh, in Wallingford and, and now having one database has, has made it immensely uh, easier with certainly with licenses um, and decrease the number of licenses we had to buy per computer, per office. So uh, that, that's been a nice, a very nice uh, um, new thing for us in 2000, I guess, 19 or 20. 2000. It, it, well, we had a, at the time when we merged, and I can't remember, like I said, 2010, 2011, we had, we were using ortho for all our administrative stuff. Um, and we were using dolphin for all our imaging. So at that point, we merged all of our uh, imaging into um, Ortho or Edge at that point. And we, we spent months kind of preparing and getting it ready. And it, it actually went fairly smoothly. Um, and we could only go back so far. So, you know, we have some images that are still stuck on a hard drive somewhere in a, a closet. Um, but I think we went back to maybe 2007. Um, to to get all those imaging and then i think it was probably 2012 it's probably a year or two later where we actually went with a treatment chart at that point too because we were still carrying paper charts and um you know around to every office and so you know now with a kind of paperless everything it, it's just it's so easy to see patients in different offices and if one office is isn't open you know i can see them somewhere else or if they call me on a weekend i can see him at home and still know what's going on. No, I was going to ask you, and I think you're going to go into it about kind of the mobile access, accessing your data remotely. I mean, we've talked about a little bit how, you know, it's easier for backups. You don't have to worry about the tape drives. I think there may be some people watching who are still doing, you know, the servers, the T1 lines, um, spending tons of money trying to get their offices to talk to each other, having this kind of disjointed experience um, and, and, everything all over the place, not very streamlined, but maybe talk about some times when um, you've been really glad to have your access uh, easily accessed in the cloud, have your data easily accessed. Well, it really happens every day because our office is full-time is a, is a four day a week office. So 
Um, you know, we we can have one, we can have the North Haven North Haven office closed, but if someone calls, um, you know, we know we have the chart, we've got the images, we, we know exactly what it is. We can schedule them in the North Haven office for an emergency the next day, or we can get them on to another office um, uh, very very easily. So that 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 ease happens uh, every single day, and then. At night, if I get a phone call or during the weekend, I get a phone call. Um, Edge Mobile um, on my on my iPhone um, is again. I get all the images. I, I get the, the patient's chart, their, their important phone numbers, contacts, anything like that. It's been uh, um, you know, super easy, you know, um, every day, every day. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It just you know, in terms of when the office is open, it's it's very simple, you know, for offices to be communicating with each other. Um, they're doing it all through edge. They instant message all through edge. So right. they're hopping on the phone, you know, they can just one front desk can text another one, you know, that's 80 miles away and, you know, it's all instantaneous. Um, but in terms of kind of like edge mobile, you know, I'm not sure about Johnny, but my memory is not what it used to be. And so right. I, you know, I, I have like nominal aphasia at this point where I can't remember people and, you know, so, not so much nowadays, but, you know, a year and a half ago, I'd be at a barbecue and somebody would be like, oh, hey, Dr. Jeff, you know, you remember you treated my kid and then I could sneak over and look at my phone, you know, find out all the information and I could actually talk to them and remember who the person was, um, you know, and that's all instantaneous on your phone. So I find it helps kind of in those situations as well, where you really wouldn't even be thinking about it. We love the we love the direct messaging from you know from user to user. You know you stay off the phone lines in that instance. The phones still the lines are still available for the patients to call in. Um, if another office has a question or another doctor has a question on my treatment plan, hey, can you look at you know BR one thirty one and boom right up there, and I could talk to my brother about what my what my plan was or or what I did or what I didn't do on that, on that, on that patient. So the instant messaging um, has been great. That, that's a time saver and a, and a telephone saver for, for, uh, for the front desk without a doubt. Um, yeah, that actually reminds me when I first joined the practice, we would, we would all get together every Thursday night and go over every case. The study exactly. model would be put out, all the paper charts would be there, you know, and now with having it all instantaneous, um, you know, through the cloud, you know, I'll call up my partner and say, Hey, you know, what do you think? You want to take out teeth on this one? Because we always confer with each other forever doing anything that's, you know, kind of out of the box or taking out teeth. Um, and it's just so instantaneous and seamless now that, you know, I, I typically can have cases treatment plan by the time I'm done with my new patient letter and then can confirm with my partner, you know, whenever he can, whenever we can chat and look at everything instantaneously. It's pretty, the cloud is definitely awesome in terms of any sort of group practice scenario. Or multi-office and, you know, again, backups, really was a huge hassle with removing the backup disc and, you know, or backup tape. I think we use tape drives. I'm sure Jeff used the same, this after all the two always used to love tape drives, removing the tape drive. And it's uh, yeah, so that's just so nice. Yeah. And we would move them from one office to a different right. office just in case that office burned down. Right. You know, we'd have the a week backup, you know, so someone would be carting. I mean, it was, it was definitely crazy. Do you feel like you're like your peace of mind with the cloud? Like, do you feel like that's a real feature of having your data in the cloud is not having to worry if like 
I imagine that if it were me, I'd be sleeping at night and I would be thinking about that tape drive in the closet somewhere thinking, is that safe? Is my, all my patient data safe? Do you feel like that's improved for you at all? Like, are you just sleep sound at night with this? Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know what ortho two. you know, what, what, how they're, how they're, how they how how their systems work in Iowa or wherever Michigan or wherever the 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 backup plant is uh, or where the cloud is kept um, with the redundancies and then multiple floors and the multiple ceilings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it, it it is nice in the sense that I don't have to worry about if my office does burn down. I, I, my data is secure. I can access it from mul multiple offices. Um, uh, you know, we're doing construction on, we're, we're about to start construction on one office. Again, we can shut that office down for a week, get, get, get people over from another office, um, and see them here or North Haven. And, uh, I mean, just, I think it just makes everybody sleep a little bit better, um, with, without a doubt. You know, Johnny and I have been doing, have been on edge for so long that, I've honestly have not thought about a backup in no. so long that, or even a server or anything. I had a board member, you know, from NISO, you know, that wasn't able to get back to me last week. And she said, oh, she was replacing her server and had lost information. And, you know, I, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, you really spent money for another server, you know, instead of just going to the cloud. And, you know, I, I it was obviously too late because it was already spent, but I just, just, Hear of someone that you know their whole server failed and so you know they didn't have access to anything it's just been so long since i even spent any time thinking about it yeah and the, and the workstations don't need to have a big you know a, don't, don't need to be high powered you know significant expensive computers they could be you know very basic you know workstation computers that you know when you're when you're talking about it you know whatever computers that we have here, Dell, Dell computers, they're not fancy. It's, I have 20 some odd computers in an office and they're $900 each or something like that. Uh, they don't have to have a hard drive or, you know, a significant hard drive for backups or anything of that sort. So um, it, it, expense wise, it's, it's nice in that instance as well. Now we had our hospital up here, you know, have a ransomware attack. Yeah. And so, you know, I think of each individual computer as, you know, honestly, if they hacked an individual computer, well, even if they hijacked all 12 of them, I could literally throw them all away and at least have all brand new computers within, you know, the day and not even think twice about it, right. um, you know, because it's all on the cloud. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. You're just you're off and running. If you have a ransomware attack, which is kind of unfortunate that they, there's more and more instances of them now you really replace that machine, you can run over to Best Buy or wherever, Staples, and, yeah. and grab one, and you're up and running the same experience that you were before you, you know, really take something that's kind of a traumatic experience if anybody's gone through that um, and turns it into kind of a blip. Yeah, and one of the software guys at the hospital, he just, he, I said, you know, are you ever really going to be ransomware free, even at the hospital level? And he said, well, only if we could get rid of email. Yep. <laughs> right. You know, so as long as, no one's ever clicking on anything ever. Um, they'd be free of it. Right. One thing we talked about the accessibility quite a bit. Um, there's tons of built-in features to the cloud for somebody. You, you both have multi-office, multi-doctor practices, and it's clearly great for those situations. But what would you say to somebody who had 
a single office location or it wasn't a huge practice, would you say that the benefits of the cloud would still be worthwhile? I would say absolutely. Again, if I get a phone call at night with a pokey wire, you know, I know, I know I could from home, I don't have to go into the office and say, uh, or what, what wires in this patient? Uh, is it something that can, you know, is it something that I have to come in and see this patient just right, right from home? I pop up the patient. I have her images. I have the, I have the treatment chart. Oh, I would say absolutely. And then again, you save, you don't have the server. You don't have to store the data in your one practice, multiple practices, multiple offices, go to the cloud without a doubt. It'll make your life so much easier. I, and I totally agree. And, you know, in terms of us for IT costs, we actually don't even have an IT person at this point. And we probably haven't. I mean, I am the IT person, believe it or not. And I certainly am no IT person, but it's, uh, we, we were spending, I think, I want to say $1,500 a month just for our IT people to, you know, make sure the servers were being looked at every, every month and things were working properly and, you know, getting printers to work and, you know, all those kind of things that always cropped up, um, which we've eliminated. And so, you know, you're basically paying for the number of licenses with Edge that you're using. And that, that's really the cost. And so if you're a single office with, you know, four licenses or five licenses running, or I guess you have to be five or more, right? Um, or, you know, a multi-massive DSO with 200, it's, the cost is just proportional to what you're using. Yeah, I think that's, it's one of those things that I talk to people, it's kind of like going from paper charts to paperless, you know, going from a server to a cloud. Um, what is that saying about the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago, but the next best time is now. I was, I Jeff is one of my ex students that I tell, I tell my students all the time. I say, there's no better time to get your software when you just started your practice up. Right. I mean, you have the time to, to learn the software, all these software companies, it doesn't matter if it's edge or dolphin or whatever, are super powerful programs. And when your practice is young and not that busy, you have the ability to spend time and learn the program and, and learn how much power it, it can, it can help you um and and build your office and guide your office and grow your office um so there's no better time to do it and if you're on the cloud if you're on the cloud you don't have to be in the office and do this stuff you could do it from home while you know in the evenings putting your kids after the kids go to bed you still can learn how how powerful these programs are and and, and how how to make them as efficient as you possibly can so just another reason to to go on the cloud is that you could do your homework at home instead of doing it from the office yeah, and my shameless plug for uh, Ortho 2 here is that, you know, I look at the kids I graduated with. Well, we're not kids anymore, but the people I graduated with. And I look at the, um, a number of my friends have gone through a number of different companies because of mergers, closures, acquisitions. And, you know, I always, I always felt Ortho 2 was kind of right size for orthodontics. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. It, and it has stood the test of time and it's been around. So I haven't had to, when my software decides they're not going to support it anymore, find something over and merge to a new one. And, you know, I think that just finding a reputable company that, you know, will be around and stand the test of time is, is huge. So, you know, you don't have to in five years 
you know, merge all your software to something new. I super appreciate that shameless plug. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. we did a study once. <laughs> we did a study once, I think that since like 1991 or something, I don't know when it was, um, may have been even later than that. There've been 21 other companies that are ortho specific software companies that have gone under in that time. And, you know, people who are using that software, oftentimes it's not supported anymore and they got to find a new software and there's a huge cost to switching this time and money. So it's a really, really good point. I just want to get a general take about some things that you would advise a newer practice or a newer doctor starting out who wants to grow their practice. What are some general advice or specific advice that you'd give to them to say, hey, look at this, spend more time prior to prioritize these items. Uh, what kind of advice would you give in terms of how to run their practice efficiently um, using software? Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously learning the program is is um, is important. Um, your staff is going to have questions and they're going to come to you for the answers. Um, uh, so, you know, making your correspondence to the general dentist, your correspondence to the to the patient, um, uh, to the surgeons, making that uh, uh, seamless and uh, and efficient. Um, making sure that your letters are done accurately, um, that, that the letters and, and correspondence are done in, in a way that, uh, um, uh, again, would be, would be efficient that nothing is, is felt through the tracks. You know, you don't, Jeff, when, when, when we all had paper charts, if there was something that needed to be done, you put the paper chart on my desk, you know, the staff would put, and, and I would know that I have to do a letter or I've got to call the dentist on that. And we don't have paper charts anymore. You know, how, how do, where's my list of things to do? And, you know, your program has the ability to, to do these kind of things and making sure that nothing falls through the cracks um, or nothing's forgotten. And uh, um, so uh, just look, just learning your program, making it efficient for you, for the front desk, for the staff, um, obviously you've got the financial part of it, which is separate, but, but just, I think on a day-to-day -day basis, um, uh, you know, those are, those are certainly important things to, to think about. Yeah, I totally agree. But on a separate note, just, uh, I think the best advice non-software related that I could have is build your office or rent a space near a middle school, you know, find a big middle school, build a space there. That would be my best advice. We have two offices that are walking distance in middle school and we sell more cases because the kids can leave school and walk to the office themselves without a parent being there. You know, and I don't think I would build another office that wasn't in walking distance of a, you know, a fairly decent middle school, even though we have plenty of adult patients and things like that. Um, but yeah, that would be, I thought we found that's, that's definitely worked really well for us in terms of, you know, software, totally agree with Johnny, you know, the, make sure your program has all those pieces, bits and pieces. So, um, you know, we, we will still for our Invisalign cases, I, I'm, I haven't put a sticky note on my desk to make sure I submit it. I could put it in stacks or do, I'm sure there's another way to do it, but you know, that's kind of like the old leave the chart on my desk. I'll make sure I fill in that 10 minute conversation I had with mom, um, after not during the kind of busy day. But yeah, I mean, I think knowing your program um, is, is huge. The other way to ask it would be, what do you think are the most time-consuming things that you do on a daily basis or a weekly basis 
those things that are just taking tons of time that you don't have to spend a ton of time on, what, or maybe that you used to spend a lot of time on that you don't anymore? I have one answer to that. You know, I don't spend a lot of time on any one particular thing, I don't think, but I certainly know, and we've only recently instituted this, is using the time clock feature of Edge. Um, we never had, we never clocked in, we never clocked out, but one of my staff would always, you know, be responsible for knowing when someone left, when they left for lunch, if they came back late, if they had to leave early. You know, our, our practice, we've always been, we've always allowed our staff a lot of latitude. We have a lot of young mothers, you know, kids with sports, things happening. And so, you know, we really try to work with our staff if they need time to go somewhere. But, you know, I think having that time clock feature, although we're still getting used to it, will be a big time saver for that, you know, one staff that is keeping track, you know, our HR person of, of all those kind of comings and goings of, you know, when you have a lot of different people going different places, it's hard to keep track of all of them. But I know that was a newer feature we've accessed that will hopefully continue to help. Yeah. I mean, I think on a similar note to that, I think it's, I, I think it's just the integrations, again, a, a plug for Ortho2, the integrations that Ortho2 has with other co other companies, right? I just go right from the patient's chart. I hit a button, all that, all that, um, all that patient's charts information is already in Invisalign. It's, it's already in EZRX. Uh, I don't have to double, in, double entry the patient's date of birth and, and name and spellings wrong and all that kind of stuff. I just got these one button integrations and, you know, I'm ready to uploading, you know, the patient's models into, into either Invisalign or EZRX or, you know, downloading, um, into, uh, 3M's, uh, uh patient portal, uh, so I, I just think the, the, the integration with, with, the, um, <clears throat> with the other companies, I think it's huge. Yeah, I, I agree. Johnny, are you printing your own? So we're, we do all of our own in-house retainers. And so we'll, yep. use, we'll, we'll use our EZRX to make all those retainers. And again, that integration is, is easy. Well, I don't do it. My staff does it. So I don't really know all the ins I and do. outs. Oh, you do them all? Yeah, and then we we actually have two 3D printers, and we 3D print everything, and then you know make all our retainers in house. Yep. So certainly streamlines the whole process, especially when you've gone fully digital. Are you using? Are you guys 3D printing and stuff too? Yep, yep. So we've we've got every office has got a 3D printer, and then Chester's got two of them, and so yeah, same. We doing we're doing more in house aligners as well. So. Um, you know, pr printing our own aligners and using uh, um, ULab for that now, and yeah, so that's been that's been that's been fun. It's like, again, have, the, it's like we have the same practice, even though we're like 200 miles away. I mean, that's exactly it is, we've right? been it's doing really, more really in-house and 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 just naturally found ULab, and you know, it's amazing how many times now there, you know, someone comes in there and we're like, you know, I just I don't want the seven thousand dollar worth of Donna case, but I want to fix my front teeth. You know, I looked at Smile Direct Club, but just don't trust it. I'm like, well, you know, for $3,000, we can straighten things out and use our in-house lab. And, you know, it's great. Literally just had a patient today that you just described. I mean, to, to, to a T, just doing the upper, you know, doing seven aligners, 10 aligners, straighten up those upper anterior and be done. Um, you know, gave her all the options, cost elastics and the whole shit match. And she had, she, you know, she was 65 years old, just wanted 
on 16th Street. So I, I agree with you. I think it's the, the, the digital world. And again, if you're on the cloud, I can do a lot of this stuff from home. I don't have to be in the office do, doing, this, uh, doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, one second. Yeah, go ahead. Was, this is great, guys. You guys are keeping it going. Uh, Johnny's easy to play off from, so. Are you guys using things for reminders, um, following up with recall appointments, observation? That's, how involved are you with that, and has that been a big game changer for your practices? Well, luckily, Jeff, Jeff and I are probably not intimately involved in that. That would be the that would be the front desk uh, front desk job. But yeah, we you know we're do, you doing appointment reminders, uh, you know, observation recall reminders. Um, you know, all, 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 most of, I'm sure Jeff's the same way. Most of all our co correspondence is either via, via text and via email, uh, the, these days, um, you know, text messages to the patients. Um, in fact, during COVID, I, I was texting through ortho two all of the patients making sure that they had no emergencies. If they did need to be seen virtually, uh, we, we either texted virtually or did it through a, a you know a third party program. So uh, on a, we're, all the bells and whistles we're using, we just I just don't do it on a day to day basis, thankfully. So I hundred percent agree. I, I I know you know the staff and patients love using text. They'll be texting back and forth, you know, with patients as far as times or can't make a day. You know, again, so you're freeing up the phone line. It just kind of sits on the edge of their computer. Um, you know, we we've, we use the edge broadcast feature to when we were trying to during COVID to kind of let people know what was going on in Vermont. We were we were mothballed for two months. We couldn't go in and see an emergency, so it, it really didn't make sense for us to do too much follow up because even if I followed up, there was nothing I could do. I could give them a pat on the back and say, "Oops, sorry." You know, but we were telling people to go to Lowe's and get a clean player and break whatever you need to break off and we'll fix it when we can finally open up. So we didn't have the latitude to be able to see people. Um, but yeah, no, my, the staff are definitely all the features. I, I think actually one of their favorite features is edge pop. Johnny, do you have that on yours? Yeah. Where, yeah. so what happens is when someone calls, it actually, it brings up um, the patient information already on there. So automatically when they pick up the phone, it's already brought the patient up. So, you know, again, just saving clicks, which Johnny talked about earlier, the more, yeah. more, less you have to double click and go into different pieces. But I think that's their favorite, you know, feature and edge in terms of, you know, just ease without, without a question. Yeah. So I, same, like, same. I like the light bar. We use that a lot too, in terms of they'll put, um, patients in different chairs and then just tell them to come back. And so we don't have to run up front quite as much to find out, you know, where people are, they'll tell them to go to a different color chair. And then we can just look at that color chair and know who the patient is, especially with mass. It's really hard to tell kids names right now. Yeah. So here's going to be a weird question, I guess. I, I, maybe it's not so weird. Maybe it's a little bit leading, but can you imagine growing your practices to the size that you have without streamlining your processes and trying to automate some of these things um, to the degree that you have? Well, the, the, the busier you get, the, the, unless, unless you want to drive yourself crazy and your staff crazy, the, the more efficient that you have to be, my feeling is, as I don't want to work harder, I want to work smarter. Um, you know, we, we both, 
we both have mature practices and and we're both in, in close to we're we're closer to the end than we are the start so we we don't we definitely don't want to work harder during the day um so efficient efficiencies streamlining becomes very 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 important um not only for you but your staff so so they, their day is as as easy and as 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 peaceful and as as uh less chaotic um, especially as your practice matures um, and, and you start to see the, the, the multiple chairs, multiple patients at, at once. Um, certainly with COVID, the, the numbers of people we have in our office are, are down just by limiting social distancing. But um, yeah, I, I want to I work certainly smarter, not, not harder. I totally agree. And, you know, definitely software is a big part of that. You know, the other thing that I'm finding with COVID and kind of guidelines is we're actually seeing the same number of people. We're just finishing each appointment so much quicker because we're not letting them go brush. You know, we're not letting them kind of hang around and chat with other people. We're just kind of doing what we need to do. So, yeah. you know, we have, we have a 30 minute appointment for an archwire adjustment that really, as long as they don't wait for me, you know, to come tell them what to do, you know, they're done and, 12 minutes. And so sometimes you have that five people that you booked and then you have a lull for 10 minutes before, you know, the next five people actually show up. So it's definitely different. It's definitely changed. Um, but the software has allowed us to work smarter and not harder. And I think that, I think also the software is ortho two being the one that we both use is, is, is going to change with times. I mean, again, you know, we all got our COVID vaccines. We didn't call an office and schedule an appointment. We went online and scheduled an appointment. So eventually the, the next thing that we're, we're going to play with are, are, will be patient online scheduling. Um, I don't think they're going to schedule their adjustment visits, but certainly their new patient exam visit or their appliance removal visit, we, we can have them choose that online. Um, and my front desk then theoretically doesn't have to do much of anything. Um, so don't let them hear you say that, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that's going to be the next thing that my office is certainly going to be uh, investigating here in the next couple months is um, online scheduling for patients. Same here. I think that's kind of on the horizon for us, and you know, seeing how it goes when they cancel and change their own appointments versus right. making a call to the office. Uh, so you mentioned it earlier about getting in with a company that is going to be around for the long haul. And part of the reason that I think Ortho2 has been around for so long is that we have such great relationships with the doctors that we serve and the practices that we serve. And we're always asking, we're trying to figure out, you know, what is the future going to hold and what's going to work the best to help our practices be the most efficient. And over time, and you guys have both had edge for a long time now, um, we've implemented tons and tons of features. You don't have to use them all. Obviously, not everybody's going to use every feature. But you never know when you're going to have a home run like Edge Pop. That's just kind of a free included feature that we thought would be useful. And it ends up being your staff's favorite feature. Or if it's something more future looking like uh, InVisit is just coming out really right now, which is virtual consults and, and virtual visits. Do you guys think that you're going to get into the virtual visit space for maybe like retainers or aligners and see if it saves you some chair time? Well, we did that during, during COVID. We did a lot of retainer checks, uh, 
um, uh, using not not Invisit, but using a, a, a third party company. Um, we did like uh, carrier checks, you know, kids that were in appliances that we were worried that it was going too much or going or not going not going well enough. So um, I think for a certain number of appointments, we 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 uh, we will use it um, more in the future. Um, again, I think we'll start out somewhat basic. Uh, but it, it's going to be just like them scheduling their own appointment. I think it's going to be just part of the armamentarium that we have, uh, in a sense, whether we have remote consultations with mom and dad or treatment conferences with mom and dad that, that are busy or work themselves. Um, they can dial into the computer and, and look at their radiographs or look at their, their, their images. Um, uh, without a doubt, I think that, 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 will be evolved, that will be part of the future. Yeah, I think I'm more old school in terms of, you know, the issue is, is great if I can see something and there's a problem, I, they still have to come into the office. So I'm not sure how much in-visit stuff I'll do post, you know, pre, post, during. Um, our systems seem to work. We typically see our Invisalign patients every three months, and we don't necessarily need to tell see them every week to tell them that, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and switch to your next one. It's, it's pretty intuitive over time. We certainly have been doing a lot more Zoom consults, um, which, you know, is great for Invisalign patients. It's great for in-house aligners. Not so great for your braces patients because you still got to get them in for separators anyways. So it's not like it's saving, you know, a trip into the office per se, just a little time. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I can't envision doing a whole lot of teleorthodontics, but I guess it's possible. One of the things that we that you know if you if you are cloud based, which we both are, that you do have to worry about the cloud. I mean, you have to worry about your internet access um, or power going or power going out. Um, you know, we we have we have Edge Mobile on our phones that if the power does go out, um, you know, I still can see you know the the patients. I can still see the the schedule for the day, so that certainly helps out. And I know Ortho too. I don't know if it's out yet or but kind of a they're involved in like what we call it what they called an airplane mode where even if your access your internet access was down there's a partial program somewhat that you can work on a day-to-day visit day-to-day that is stored in in-house on on a workstation that that can get you through the day um or through a couple hours that the power is out or the internet access is out so again it's just it's your it's your it's your company that's willing to work with you and, and change and adapt to, uh, to, to situations that you may face on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about catastrophes, right? Because when we switched to the cloud, that was our biggest concern is, you know, without the internet, you're, you're, you're dead. And, and, and we're really dead in the water because we use voice over IP for our phone too. So when we don't have the internet, I mean, heck, with, with power, it's fine. You can't be in the office anyways. But when your internet's down, um, we, we have nothing. We have no phone calls. We can't see anything. We, you know, we have braces that we can untie and retie and do our best to figure out what's going on, but that's the best we can do. And I, I think in 10 years with four different offices and three different counties in Vermont, you know, not always the most reliable internet everywhere. We've probably only had, you know, we've probably had three or four uh, internet outages that lasted more than a half an hour because uh, again if it's in a half an hour you can still type everything and then and get to that those people um over the course of that 10 years uh, we've never had longer a half day or more 
without internet um, in an office. And so even worst case scenario, you know, we were still able to make it work, even though that was probably our biggest concern. Yeah. And now you can go on your phone, and at least like John said, you can, you can get the patient information, you know, from the phone. It's just, it's pretty cumbersome to do with five different patients. We have had some people, if their internet goes down or even if their power goes out, if you have a laptop and you still have some battery power, you're running off a battery and you have your phone and you have a hotspot, you can throw a hotspot and a, and a laptop and you can still actually function pretty, pretty well, even in a power outage or internet outage. So um, that's been really helpful for some practices if you ever have that. But like you said, Johnny, about edge airplane mode, it's something that's kind of, it's still a ways off in the future. Um, partly because we don't see it as being as big of an issue as people think that it will be. Um, so a lot of times before you switch to the cloud, you're thinking, ah, I could, my internet's no good. I, I'll never work in my area. I only get like 10 megabits per second and it's really spotty. But, um, and that may be the case for some people, but in 2021, I think most people are going to have really good access. And if you don't, you can have a, a smartphone the four, even a 4G hotspot, let alone um, upcoming 5G. So lots and lots of good stuff on the horizon for, for the cloud. Yeah. I just want to add one other piece to this too, because I know we're kind of winding down as um, just want to talk a little bit about the support of Ortho2 Edge, you know, because we don't have any IT person, you know, we don't really have anyone else to talk to if we have problems. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had remarkably good luck in calling um, ortho two getting online, you know, sometimes you have to wait half an hour, but most of the time you don't. And the majority of time, the person can answer the question in a really short period of time. And so that's always my go-to now. If my staff is having a question or an issue with a computer is I, I'm like, okay, just call ortho two. And it usually gets resolved pretty quickly, which, uh, I'm not sure if all the other companies have the same support. Yeah, I mean, they did, they did, um, Ortho2 did amazing. They, they got our COVID health history forms and consent form, COVID consent forms online on the, on our website right away. Um, you know, that was, that was pretty seamless. And again, like Jeff said, you know, there's always issues that come up or just, you know, we, we forgot how to do a broadcast email, you know, how, how do we set up a subgroup of, of this and that we called up support and, you know, you're, you're there and, and 10 minutes later, it, it the broadcast email is ready to go and, and everybody's got it. So support is, is important, especially when you're dealing with multiple computers, multiple offices, multiple printers, um, mul multiple people working on this stuff. Uh, uh, support is, is, is mandatory. How much, how much do you use the reporting, Johnny? Do you do a lot of reports for your office in terms of stats wise, or do you not do a lot of that? We do. We do. My, my office manager, um, We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it every month. Um, so we break it out per office, um, per, we could do break it out per doctor. Um, how many active patients I have versus my brother versus, versus the other doctors. Um, so we do quite, quite a bit. I, I, I like statistics, so I do kind of delve in there and, you know, we've got data from my father all the way back to literally 1997. Um, the number of new patient exams we've seen, the number of consultations, the number of diagnostic records we've taken, 
Um, so we collect that data every month and, uh, and com compare it um, per office, per doctor, uh, per year, per month. Um, so we do quite a bit. And you find those reports are pretty accurate, you think, through? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, she, she compares the charges and receipts um, to uh, the ledger, um, Quicken, and it, 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 it's, they're dead on. Dead on. Things have to be labeled the same. Sometimes that's, a, you know, what, what exactly is a start treatment? You know, um, we break it out as an, is it an Invisalign start treatment? Is it a start treatment with braces? It is a start treatment with in-house aligners. So collecting all of that data, sometimes just with nomenclature is, is a little bit of an issue. But, but once you get the, 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 the names down and you search for the correct information, it's, it's very accurate. Well, I have so many, so many more questions. I think this conversation has made me have more questions than you guys have done a great job uh, illuminating some areas for me. And I think it, I hope it's been helpful for our viewers. Um, uh, here's a kind of a last question and then we'll kind of outro it, but it's a chicken and egg situation a little bit, but what do you think comes first, streamlining your processes or having lots of patients? It's a whole lot easier to streamline your, your practice before you have lots of patients. I, I agree. I agree. You know, things will always change as you grow, as you, but, but, but doing it early, uh, especially if you're, if you're a new doctor, um, uh, it's a lot easier to do it when you got, when you got time to do it. Um, so, uh, but again, it, it, as you grow, the, the program has to adapt, you have to adapt, but, do it early. Uh, it, it'll save um, um, a mess of time and mess of headache down, down the road as you get busy. Yeah, because I know when we move from a paper chart to a treatment chart, um, you know, there's never a perfect time to do it. And we had lots of patients that we were doing it for. And it was, it was probably ended up being a, a year transition time, mm -hmm. you know, where we had a combination of both. Yeah, same, same for us. Yeah. One, one final question. Johnny, um, if you can think back to when you're looking over those reports um, that we were talking about earlier, what are some key moments that you remember saying or anything that you identified that said, hey, we really got to dive into this and figure out what's going on here. You've identified an area for improvement and it really helped you grow. The great example of that was, was before my brother and I came into the practice with my dad, Obviously, it was it was a one it was the Cheshire office, and and fifty percent of the patients in that Cheshire office, my dad's original office, would come from Cheshire, and then fifty percent would come from the surrounding towns. Well, we 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 delved in the statistics a little bit, and we realized that of the fifty percent that came from surrounding towns, fifty percent came from one one town south of us, Hamden. Um, well, when my brother and I came into practice in 97, 98, that, that demographic of the out of town 50% changed um, because the, of the younger doctors, the younger dentists that were in town that were my cohort of people growing. Now, still from the Cheshire office, 50% of our patients come from Cheshire, 50% come from outside. But now it's a whole different area it's, it's now north, so 50% of the patients come from the north. So just knowing where our patients have come from, where we can get involved in, in different communities 
to help grow the practice is, is um, uh, was, was an important factor for us to, to, to growth. We, we track now that, you know, some of our patients are now coming a little bit more west of us. So we could track the number by zip code or however we do these statistics. And uh, it's, a, it's just a great way to learn where you can, where your influence is and where you need to grow your influence. That makes You're making me feel like a slacker, Johnny, because I <laughs> we don't use the reporting as much as we should, and yeah. all that makes entire sense to me. I just don't know. Yeah, but it's all it's all competition, really. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you don't have the competition, you're not worried about it, right? If you're the only game in town, you're the only game in town. That's yeah. not the case here in Connecticut anymore. Yeah, that's it, nice. Was, I guess that's a nice early. part in Vermont. We do have a couple offices where there's no one within 30 miles, so. Right, 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 right. That was the case back when I started. That there was no competition, but now things have now things are different. So, yeah. well, it all comes down to obviously the quality of care that you offer to your patients, and and you guys both clearly exhibit that to the maximum. And I really, really appreciate that. I'm honored to get to work with you guys. Um, I'm honored that you took the time this whole hour actually to, to talk with us and, and shed some insights from your experience. So thank you. Thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you, Jeff, for being here. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Glad we can help. I'll talk to you in a bit, Jeff. All right. Sounds good, Johnny. Thanks so much.